Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Ishmael Kawaja. Welcome along and thanks for downloading today's podcast. It's Friday the 30th of October. Now, first up, we're being urged to act responsibly when letting off fireworks as more of us celebrate bonfire nights and Diwali at home this year. Many of the big events in Kent have been cancelled because of the pandemic and the county's ambulance service is warning there's an increased risk of injury at private displays. You've probably already heard them going off near where you live, so we've been getting advice on how to stay safe. Earlier, I spoke to Matt Deadman from Kent Fire and Rescue. In terms of the key messages that uh, I'd like people to consider, um, it's making sure that everyone is standing well back from any sort of firework display. Um, make sure you follow the instructions for each of the fireworks that you like because there can be slightly different instructions for each one. Um, obviously keep children supervised at all times, uh, keep them away from uh, any sort of fireworks whether that be when they're actually being set off or when they're being stored um, and of course you know that sort of favourite sparklers um, you know don't give that any sparklers to children certainly uh, under five um, and again make sure they're supervised at all times. I think when it comes to bonfires and make sure that the bonfire that you build if, if indeed you choose to do that is a manageable size and, and built and stacked evenly. Um, one of the issues that we often find is the way that bonfires can spread to other buildings, trees, things like that so keep them nice and a uh, nice distance away from anything that could uh, possibly catch fire. I think also with the weather being what it is uh, one of the things that we do find people try to do is is light bonfires with petrol and other flammable liquids and obviously we'd absolutely discourage people from doing that because they can be very unpredictable Um, and finally if I think you do find that anything is kind of getting out of hand or 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 your your bonfire anything's out of control don't hesitate to call 999 uh, and obviously we'll respond and, and help you out. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's fairly easy to be caught out. So just take the time before you sort of light any bonfire or anything like that to just check the sort of surrounding area. Make sure that everyone uh, is aware of, uh, sort of what is going on and the fact that uh, a bonfire is about to be lit. And then really just keep your distance. Um, you know, it, it's really important as well to make sure that the size of the bonfire is appropriate to the place that you're you're having one. Um, so if you have got a small garden. I would advise you to consider whether you should even indeed have one in the first place. But if you do choose to have one, then you know make sure it's uh, well sort of contained and away from anything. I think this time of year we always uh, share those concerns. Um, we do see a slight increase in uh, the demand uh, on ourselves over this sort of time of year. Um, and obviously, especially with the pressures that people like the NHS are experiencing at the moment, we want to make sure everyone is as safe as they possibly can be so that any sort of emergency resources can be directed to the best in the best possible way. I mean, I, there, there is the potential that we could. I, I don't think we really anticipate a huge sort of uh, increase in demand. I think we'll probably uh, see uh, a similar sort of demand that we, we see year on year. I think by and large people um, follow the advice uh, and are very considerate in what they do. Um, and if people kind of stick to those safety messages, then uh, we shouldn't see any sort of uh, significant issues in terms of the demand placed upon us. We're also being reminded to remain sensible when celebrating Halloween tomorrow. The government has said it is allowed in Tier 1 and 2 as long as people follow the rule of six and social distancing. But health bosses in our county say families should not go trick-or-treating as it could spread coronavirus. Well, I've been chatting with a cabinet member for community and leisure at Gravesham Borough Council. The area has the second highest COVID-19 infection rate in Kent and councillor Shane Mockery-Cox told me it's vital people continue to follow the rules. If you can't go out don't go out if you shouldn't go out but if there is 
if people are going to do so, they need to do so safely because there isn't a hard and fast rule on it. We're still in, uh, we're still in a, a, a tier that you can still go out and enjoy, um, enjoy the outside. Um, but it's about using that common sense. If you're going to pick up sweets, for example, from people, you know, giving your hands, you know, washing your hands and, and pick up sweets. I mean, my family are going to be at home. Um, I've got two very young ones myself. Um, they, the pumpkins are ready to be carved. The cakes are ready to be made. And they're looking forward to it quite immensely. But, you know, Halloween comes around every year. And I think there's an acknowledgement we're in a difficult year. Um, and so if you are able to stay indoors and keep safe, then you should do that, of course. We're constantly hearing now and even today about the infection rate increasing in Kent. Uh, in Gravesham, you'll be aware about it having the second highest infection rate in the county. Are you worried, though, about the temptation of people going out and flouting the rules, though? It is a concern that um, the rates are going up. I think a vast majority of the people will use their common sense to make sure that they are safe uh, and keep other people safe. Those that do want to go out, there isn't a law preventing them from going out at the moment, and there isn't that national guidance to do so. Um, so we're asking those that do want to go out there to do so safely and to do so keeping in mind that there may be people that maybe do this every year and would, you know, you'd go into the usual neighbor's door. They might not want to open the door. That's OK this year. You know, don't don't use the trick and treating seriously and sort of and, and, and go down a negative line and realize that this is not a usual year to do this. If you can stay at home, do so. But if you do go out, be considerate. And that's, I have no doubt at all that people at Kent will do that. Latest figures show the coronavirus infection rate in Kent is continuing to rise, but it's still well below the national average. More than 1,500 people have tested positive in the county in the week to last Saturday. Kent Online News. In other news today, a court heard the body of a suspected murder victim was discovered in a wheelie bin in Rochester. Stephen Chapman was found dead at 18-year-old George Knight's flat in Dells Road on Sunday, a few days after he was reported missing by his girlfriend. The teenagers appeared in Crown Court charged with murder. He's due to enter a plea next month and is expected to claim self-defence. He's been remanded in custody and a trial date's been set for next May. Major concerns have been raised about the impact Brexit will have on health services in Kent. NHS bosses have been warned about potential disruption to medical supplies and patients being unable to get to hospital if delays at the border cause problems on the county's roads. There are also concerns about a possible staff shortage as it's feared EU workers might leave the health service as they no longer feel welcome. The family of a cyclist who was killed when he was hit by a tanker near Tunbridge Wells will have to wait another year for justice. David Adlam, who was in his 60s and from Southborough, died on Penshurst Road in July 2018. 58-year-old Nicholas Gray from Cooper's Lane in Forkham denies causing death by dangerous driving, but admitted a lesser offence of driving carelessly. He won't go on trial until next October at the earliest because of court delays. A woman's been arrested following a suspicious house fire in Ramsgate. Emergency crews dealt with a blaze in Wheatley Road yesterday, which caused damage to a property. The 34-year-old suspect has been released on bail, and officers want to hear from any witnesses. Kent Online reports.
Now, with just days to go until Americans decide who will be the next president, a Kent academic reckons Joe Biden is the favourite. Early voting turnout has already exceeded that of the 2016 election, with the majority thought to be backing Donald Trump's Democratic rival. Well, our reporter Sophie's been chatting to Dr. Rupert Began, who's a lecturer in international relations at the Uni of Kent. He thinks the coronavirus pandemic could be the decisive factor for voters. This is sort of the big, the big issue heading into the election. And Trump scores very negatively on this. Um, and that's probably explained that I think that helps to explain why he's down in the polls. He hasn't been seen as, you know, handling the pandemic very well. Um, there's There's been debate about another kind of stimulus package to help economically with the effects of the pandemic. And that's kind of petered out now. Um, and so I think issues around, you know, policy issues around the pandemic and the economic recession um, are important, but it, they haven't really come to the fore necessarily in terms of the political debate. Um, uh, it's just that I think voters are kind of unhappy with how uh, Trump has handled the pandemic and they're perhaps looking for an alternative. What is your prediction on who's going to win? Yeah, I mean, I've been saying for a number of weeks or months now that I think Biden will win. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a particular reason to think the polls are going to be way off. And I think it's important to note that Biden is ahead of where Clinton was polling four years ago, right? So I think we sort of assume that, well, Trump was behind last time and he beat his polls and he beat his polls by just enough to win the electoral college. Biden seems to be in, in a stronger position than Clinton was. I mean, the polls could be wrong. I'm certainly not going to say that Trump has no chance. I think in a two-person race, in a two-party system, there's always going to be a chance for whoever seems to be behind in the polls. I think Biden's far enough ahead now in most of the swing states that even if he were to to underperform his polls um, by, you know, three, four percent that, you know, he would still win those key states and thus he would capture the presidency. So I think Biden is a favorite. I think Trump can win. But I think a Biden victory is certainly the most likely outcome at this point. Kent Online News. Looks like plans for a 12-metre-high astronomy tower with a powerful telescope in Faversham could be given the go-ahead, despite concerns it will be alien to the historic landscape. A man wants to build it next to Oyster Bay House and has suggested schools could come and use it to learn about space. A report recommended it was rejected, but the council say as long as it meets certain conditions, he might be allowed to build it. A housing estate in Ashford is going to get thousands of new trees as part of a nationwide project. Over 6,500 will be planted at Chilmington Green between December and February. They'll be placed close to John Wesley Primary School. And finally, tickets have gone on sale to see Michael Bublé in Kent next summer. He's due to perform at the Spitfire St Lawrence Cricket Ground in Canterbury on July 10th as part of his UK tour. It could hold 20,000 people if coronavirus restrictions are lifted by then. You can get your tickets at KMF. FM.co.uk. Kent Online Sport. To football now, and Gillingham will be hoping to bounce back from four straight defeats when they welcome Sunderland to Priestfield this weekend. The Gillingham are currently 16th in the League One table after their recent poor run of form, and several players are out with injuries. Well, we've been hearing from the manager Steve Evans, who says they're going through a difficult period, but he believes his side can turn things around. It's the first time in a 22-year career I've lost four games in a row, so it, it tells you, you know. Statistically, that's that's not us. But when you have winning games, you still have to you still have to look at the quality of performance. It's why managers will will change winning teams. It's not that old saying of 20 years ago: never change a winning team. That was in the 70s and 80s. I think you have to not let your eyes tell your lies about performance. I said it when I came out after the MK Dons. That was not us. We were poor, deservedly well beaten. 
I can't say that in any other game. I think we should have got something in each of them. But what you do is your experience tells you that when you are playing in such as in the spells at Portman Road and such in the first 60, 70 minutes against Fleetwood, when you're playing to that level and you're making chances, the boys we've got there up front won't miss those chances on a regular basis there. The scoring boots will return. It's easier with the younger players. I think the younger players come with no expectation other than to come and to learn. Uh, they are certainly learning. You know, they've started the season well now. We're, we're now we've had a few adverse results. I think they've seen the two extremes. The one continuity they've seen in us is the management's team have to point it out, but we still go into the training ground with a smile. We still go in there with a positive attitude. And um, if anything, that younger group helps the older lads that believe, uh, I think you've heard Alec McDonald talk here, that everyone in that dressing room believes the win is tomorrow. Uh, if it's not tomorrow, it'll be Tuesday because we're playing to deserve points. Um, but as we know in football, it can be a cruel game and you don't always get what you, you deserve, but over the piece you do. And I think over the season, you know, we've been happy with some, some bad refereeing decisions. Portman Road, we should have had a penalty. We've looked at it back, we've freeze-framed it. We've had head of referees tell us it's a penalty, it's clear. Um, and that's at a key stage, that's it, nil-nil. So we have to um, put all that aside and focus on one thing, which is Sunderland tomorrow. Kickoffs at one tomorrow, and you can follow Kent Online Jules on Twitter for regular updates. Well, that's it for today, but you can find more news over at Kent Online. You can also subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. And to do it, just head to iliftmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.